All right, Tyler, we've got one more story, and we're going to be sourcing some thoughts from a contributor of ours, uh, which I'm excited for. So let's jump into it. We're talking hiring numbers during COVID-19. Uh, this, you know, is something that a lot of people are obviously interested in following, uh, mostly because those numbers are impacting millions of Americans. Unemployment uh, was reaching all-time highs. Uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, in July, unemployed persons hit about 16.3 million, and that's 10.2% unemployment nationwide. However, that is a slight decline, um, which, you know, a decline in unemployment is good. The most recent report cites that the unemployment rate declined by about uh, 0.9%, which is about 1.4 million people. Uh, but regardless, that's still millions of people unemployed. We're seeing the stories of, you know, uh, the food lines across the United States, many retail food service workers, hospitality workers displaced and, you know, left to uh, uh, dwindling unemployment checks and um, social services, which are obviously, uh, you know, also dwindling and understaffed, under-resourced to survive. So we're in a really perilous time of recession right now. So people are obviously interested in these numbers. Let's highlight a few more numbers, and then I want to get into thoughts on the uh, status of hiring back uh, as we try to maneuver COVID-19 as a nation and as an economy. So uh, the industries that did add jobs during July 2020, at least according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, were hospitality, which accounted for about a third of the gains in total non-farm employment in July. Food services specifically, apparently, the job numbers rose by about 502,000. Now, these numbers feel really high to me, but, uh, you know, this is the labor, uh, this is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, so I think these stats are going to be the the most holistic ones we're going to get. Uh, retail trades and government sector jobs apparently also increased in July. Uh, however, even with those numbers, and this came out, um, I believe, a, a, a couple weeks ago, like uh, Friday, August 7th, I think is when this was released, um, that Bureau of Labor Statistics report. Though those numbers seem optimistic, a report from ADP, which was released a few days before the um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics report, was not as optimistic. Now, maybe those numbers are no longer relevant because of the new report, but I want to highlight them anyway so you get a sense of, you know, the disparate numbers we're getting. Uh, according to this new ADP report, U.S. businesses only added 167,000 workers to private payrolls in July total. So that's total only 167,000 in July. And that was a major departure from the more than 1 million jobs that many economists had predicted for July of 2020 as well as a fall-off of some actually uh, uh, sharper hiring gains in June of 2020. So we're getting some mixed numbers here. It can be kind of hard to dissect like what the state of uh, employment and hiring is like amid COVID because some industries have been insulated pretty well and are still hiring. Uh, many are trying to bounce back, uh, you know, whether that's artificial or not, that they are in a situation where they can, they are hiring, and many are still facing the immediate effects of unemployment and layoffs and furloughs and are not rehiring. So we want to get some thoughts from the front lines of hiring on this. Um, we're going to be hearing right now from Bill Casco. He's the president of Frontline Source Group. Tyler, can you give our audience just a quick rundown of what Frontline Source Group does before we hear from Bill? 
Yeah, Frontline Source Group uh, helps um, fill vacancies uh, within businesses. So if you have a, a vacancy, you go to Frontline Source Group and they're a staffing agency and basically help you find the right applicants for a position. And so Bill is really plugged into the, um, you know, the, the overall landscape of the hiring industry and has a lot of great insights there. Totally. So let's go ahead and hear from Bill Casco. We asked him a few questions and got responses from him on the state of hiring, since obviously his whole company and career is focused around hiring in the U.S. So let's unpack what that status is like. Again, first question we asked him was, how has COVID had an impact on the way companies are approaching hiring? Nice general place to start. Let's go ahead and hear from Bill. That's a, a great question, Tyler. There's so many different ways and things that have taken place because of this. You know, just the interview process, for example, no longer uh, is happening in person as, as much. Uh, and so those initial conversations happening on the phone or happening via Skype or Zoom. Uh, I mean, that's really just that one little piece alone is, is changing the whole dynamic of the way the hiring is taking place. The other part of this is recognizing that a lot of times, you know, the offices aren't opening up right now. And so people are having to be able to work remote. And so not only are all of us having to work remote and adapt to that, but you start thinking about a person making a job change or a career change. And instead of going into an office where you're building a culture uh, from within the company, uh, now you're gonna be working remote. And not only remote from, let's just say, if you're in the Dallas area, but that individual now, it's actually opened up an avenue for companies to hire top talent that, that may be in Nashville, Tennessee, and they're working for the company. Because with technology and for, with the ability to work remote uh, and to, to create teams and groups, you don't necessarily have to all be at the one location anymore as long as you're connected by technology. So we've really seen this, this change that's taking place. I think it's a, a lagging a little bit because companies are still trying to figure out where they're at in the process of the hiring, getting people back to work, taking care of everyone. And of course, they're also trying to figure out what they're going to do with all this real estate and office space that they have. So as they, as they start going through these hurdles, the entire process changes, both from within an HR department or within the different groups of the organization as they move forward. But we're slowly starting to see that uh, the groups and companies are adapting and making this change. And hopefully in the next coming months, we'll start to see it really go back into full force and the hiring will start taking place again, like we had pre, pre-COVID uh, earlier in the year. So Bill's pretty optimistic there on uh, hiring coming back full force. Uh, but what I think was most interesting about what he had to say uh, was the like the literal process of hiring has obviously changed. Less people are coming into the office for obvious reasons. We got a social distance. We have to, uh, you know, we don't want to be liable for bringing someone in to interview and then they get COVID and die or something like, okay, bad news bears, right? So um, it's a dynamic that I, I agree has changed, but I wonder how much that is really impacting the the whole industry or I, I mean industry okay just the economy in general right because um corporate hiring is only one aspect of our economy a lot of the unemployment that we've seen has come from retail hospitality sectors um you know does hiring operate in the same way uh are there you know the same sort of rounds of interviews that are needed when you're looking at like getting someone in for uh, a retail position, especially in the sort of short-term dynamic we're seeing now, uh, versus how it would look pre uh, pre-COVID, I remember like applying to work for Kohl's a while <laughs> while back, and 
you know, that was actually a pretty intensive, it was just one interview, but, you know, it took an hour, hour and a half or so, group of us sat down uh, and interviewed for, you know, a pretty basic, like, retail position, right? That obviously is not happening, excuse me, happening anymore, but I wonder, is the sort of hiring that he's talking about, the remote hiring, the same style of hiring that's happening across the whole uh, economy uh, for all of the different sectors that have been impacted, or is that mostly in, uh, you know, corporate-style positions, more, um, you know, like uh, the the information workforce, right? So, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts there, Tyler? No, I think that's a good point, and he hits on a trend that we we talk about here in a second um, in the third question of just uh, remote workers and what that looks like, and I'll be curious to see how that affects hiring patterns as well um, as you no longer really have to live in the area of the business where you work. Um, right. And so I think that that's going to be an interesting thing to hear from him about as well. Right. And that dynamic specifically is the one that, you know, made me try to draw this distinction because obviously for, for retail and hospitality, mm-hmm. uh, remote work is not really viable. Um, you know, the, the whole service is very much in person. And even if your storefront is closed, if you're just doing curbside or, or delivery or anything like that, there still has to be an in-person presence there. You can't really do that remotely. So I think it's affecting a lot of corporate, uh, you know, uh, back-end sort of positions even for those retail companies, but for frontline workers, um, you know, I wonder if the hiring dynamic is a little different procedurally or otherwise. Let's go ahead and get into question two. Question two we asked Bill Casco was, what tips would you give to job seekers to help them stand out when interviewing for a position? This is definitely a big one. I'm sure plenty of people are asking themselves this right now. So let's hear from President of Frontline Source Group again, Mr. Bill Casco, on that. You know, in this market, the the post-COVID or or maybe while we're in the middle of COVID, whatever you want to call this thing, you know, one of the big things is is uh, that individuals need to really stand out. They need to really be uh, come to the table with some substance, come to the table with a very strong work ethic information about the ROI that they had in their position before uh, to really show where they can add value as a team player, especially because uh, with the, the environment and the work environment that has changed so much, you know, companies are going to be looking for those people that are outside of the box thinkers, but they can tell they're bringing some value uh, that they can show what they've done in the past to to really differentiate themselves from others in the field. You know, all of a sudden overnight, the the pool, we used to call it a pool of candidates that were available. And, and for years, uh, especially into last year, we would say that there really wasn't a pool. It was more of a pond. And then at the beginning of this year, we said there was, really wasn't even a pond. It had dried up and there was just nothing out there. And so now, all of a sudden, it, we're, we're kind of flush again with people back into the market. But the one thing that still stands out is that top individuals, uh, really strong, uh, professional, uh, that follow through and do just just the regular routine of during an interview process to, to come to the table with the answers to the questions are the ones that really differentiate and stand out. And the best thing they can do is to make sure that they follow through whatever they say or the questions that they're following through, or even the process as they go through with the hiring, uh, that they make sure that they're always following through on that to differentiate themselves. So, I mean, he's basically saying it sounds like uh, to stand out in the current, uh, you know, uh, world of hiring, you need to just be honest and straightforward and uh, honestly interview in similar ways to pre-COVID. You know, I think most people understand the stakes right now. People that are interviewing... Uh, you know, are existing in a, 
you know, unemployment that is hitting from many levels, right? Pandemic unemployment and the, the recession we're feeling now is heavy. So to some degree, I feel like there's, you know, less of a need to really sell yourself on why COVID has made you uniquely, you know, needed for said company. So I think going into the interview for whatever you're interviewing for, I think just being straightforward on, you know, both how the company can provide you value, but also how you can provide the company value is really just the core of it. And I don't think that has changed much. I think I'm going to have to agree with Bill there. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I wonder if there are any dynamics that have changed. Any final thoughts on that, Tyler? Yeah, I think that just having a larger uh, pool of people to hire from, um, and uh, you know, I, I think creates more competition, which um, means that it's going to be uh, an even bigger deal. You know, making sure that you can stand out. Yeah, yeah, and so I guess you know, just be you, and uh, you know, uh, don't overthink it. Honestly, offer your perspectives your talent your experience come prepared for those big questions and uh, right now companies are you know also tight on budget so they're going to hire who they think is best so you really got to sell yourself on you know what you're going to bring to the company but also be honest on you know what they're going to bring to you as well i think that honesty goes a really long way and people like to know that you're being real with them and not just grifting right so right this was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.